0: jump in here and kind of we didn't really Hannah and I did not prep an intro for today because or at least this episode because if you listen to last week's episode you know that we kind of got carried away and we were originally going to talk about thin privilege and both fat phobia in kind of one episode but us being us we got a little carried away recorded for a lot longer than we anticipated so we decided after that we'd cut these episodes into are we essentially split the episode into two. So if you've not already listened to our episode about thin privilege, go check out that one. It was last week's. Otherwise today we're going to get into kind of fat phobia, the issues around fat phobia and yeah, stuff like that. So thanks for tuning in again and bearing with us and all that and enjoy the episode. Second half. So welcome to the second half of the episode. You guys thought we were fired up. This might
1: be like, let's the second two thirds, because that was just the intro. I think we've already been
0: going for like forty minutes. I know. <laughs> this is a lo- take. Take your snack break. Take
1: your water break. I mean, you could still be eating. <laughs> the podcast I listen to, they like the hosts. They do take snack breaks like twice an episode, and they like oh. go to the bathroom. They pick a little like do jingle that like- plays. Okay, I
0: was like, what happens during?
1: <laughs> and like commercials will play in between. That's right
0: Yeah,
1: that's well, kind of fun. I know it's cute. They're like, let's go to a break. We'll okay. be right back yeah take your breath anyway. right now <laughs> yeah. um before be we get deep.
0: into the second half of today's episode and this is something i think i'm much more not to say i'm not passionate about like issues with them privilege and how people how society emphasizes that but fat phobia is something that is just really grinds my gears really <laughs>
1: it's so prevalent when you're on social media regularly you see this so much it's insane
0: people have I always tell Hannah I have no chill but people have absolutely no chill I've had so many people just say like I'm proud to be fat phobic and I'm like yes like do you want a gold star like what do you want me to applaud for you congratulations you're a terrible person like if you're proud, like I will, I will 100% admit. Ten years ago, I probably had some internalized, like, underlying oh, phobia. because I, too. yeah, even I before was a I became teenager, like, in yeah, like I was, we were taught certain things, but like if you reflected, and I would, but I would never say I was proud to be fatphobic. I would never say that. I was like, no, uh, whatever, whatever, but let's just get into it let's let's get into work because i already know that we're going to talk about a lot with this so fat phobia is essentially the fear and hatred of fat bodies and this isn't like you're scared of fat people (laughs) like it is not it is like the fear of gaining weight and being in a larger body that is what Mm -hmm. it means and it and mary Hamilton and actually an assistant professor at Kent State University said something really, and I wanted to quote her on this. She said, fat encompasses a whole bunch of things, namely weight bias and weight stigma, such as the idea that we see people of higher body weight as lazy, unintelligent, or disgusting. And additionally, she mentioned that people who, there's this perception that people who are fat just sit around and all, all day and eat. Yes. And then yes. also kind of with further she goes into talking about how fat phobia perpetuates these negative stereotypes and that it can lead to discrimination against people with higher body weight
1: yes i literally got a dm yesterday from someone and i forget how it came up but she was people always send me these great dms like with their life story saying like how they've been treated and they're finally getting out of diet culture yada 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 i just love it um but i forget like why she brought it up or how she brought it up but she's saying exactly that like Because she is in a larger body, everyone assumes that she's just like sitting around all day eating Twinkies and pizza where she's like, no, I actually have a pretty bad appetite. I like, don't actually eat that much. I hear that one all the time. Yeah. I hear that daily. They're like, yeah, "Yeah, I actually don't really eat at all.
0: No. And because it's not, there's a lot that goes into it.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: It's not just calories in calories out as oh so many people think it's not it's we've talked we've talked about this so many times
1: yes i just posted a youtube video it's up right now if you're listening when this comes out on the whole calorie deficit thing oh
0: my
1: god i can't handle it we'll link
0: it one more person go. calories
1: it. are not the only thing that matters no and so that's why I'm telling or assuming that someone who is in a larger body that they're just eating a ton of calories 24 seven is not actually what's happening. It's, it's maddening.
0: It makes me so mad.
1: I'm infuriated right now. <laughs> this is the first bullet point. Okay. I
0: know. I wanted to get into one other quote though, that I really liked so many people had all these really good things to say about fat phobia. And I just, I was like, I
1: want to yeah, give them the yeah, kudos. Yeah.
0: yeah. So Virgie Tovar I also I apologize if I say your name incorrectly. They are an author and actually a host of another podcast the Rebel Eaters Club. I've never heard of that.
1: But Ooh, very
0: cool that. check them out. But they said that fat phobia is a form of bigotry and a form of discrimination that says that people of higher weight are inferior physically, intellectually, morally and healthwise. I just feel like that sums up fat phobia yes. so well yeah. And it's, it's so bad. It's, and it's so prevalent.
1: It's It's, everywhere.
0: And people are just so more bold about it.
1: Yes. And it's like every, everybody's not everybody's size, but any like level of a relatively larger body is going to get some kind of hate, which is even more frustrating. Like even someone who is insanely healthy, but just happens to like, okay, what I'm thinking of, for example, is like, I am on like fit talk a lot, like just fitness people. Cause I'm a personal trainer. I like have a lot of people in my I algorithm. There. That, I
0: feel like I'd be scared to be there.
1: <laughs> it's, it can go either way. It can be very body positive or it can be very fatphobic. Um, But I see a lot of like, weightlifters who are female who are like jacked really great shape besides the way their body looks like they actually are just very healthy people but they weigh like 200 220 pounds and they mention their weight and everyone like freaks out yes
0: yes this is a this is been a trend recently
1: yes where like
0: the like women who are over 200 pounds are showing what their body looks like yes it's yes. i like the trend but like
1: people freak out Yes, because it's such a dumb number. Like these women can bench press 300 pounds. Like you think that just because their number on the scale is over 200 means they're not healthy? Like,
0: no, there is a TikToker. I'm forgetting her name. I think it's Alona or Lania or something, but she's an Olympian. She's a rugby Olympian. Went and competed at the Summer Olympics. Like the... Highest level of athleticism yes. made the team went and performed, and she weighs like I think she said 205 pounds recently. And she showed some of the DMs she's gotten atrocious. Yes. a throat they're like you need it a- like you should take off some of that weight like you look so like you're carrying so much weight like you could lose you could afford to a- lose a couple pounds she's an olympic athlete she plays she-
1: rugby <laughs> she's not meant to weigh 115 pounds like she'd no. be a terrible rugby player if she did yeah oh. and it's just like um, like those 200 pounds could crush you and i hope that she does crush she could you. probably
0: throw them yeah i hope <laughs> like they wouldn't stand a chance against her
1: oh, people and, comment like, this like uh i don't want to stereotype i'm not going to say anything mean never mind but <laughs> they have no place to be saying these things
0: i i was having a similar thought i was like you could <laughs> never be in her place like the olympics oh, never was considering to- you yes exactly no you, know, you were never you didn't even make it past pressing. like high school no
1: no you were in jv basketball this is (laughs) an olympic rugby player
0: that's what i was going to say
1: you weren't even
0: considered for collegiate
1: sports (laughs) three tops like
0: (laughs) like you're not the audacity to think you can go after an olympian or these people who can lift twice as much as you or like
1: for the sole fact that her body is 200 pounds like that's not it. even because of anything like any other reason that's the only reason no. you don't like her well this isn't about fat phobia but i'm sure you saw my comments emily about how i'm a bad dietitian because i'm not like jacked i actually haven't which... seen those of yours it's on that one with Gobbly when he went after me for 24 hours. The oh comments are like, on that one, yeah. They're like, why would I trust you? You're just uh, some dangly whatever. You're like, first like of all, not. <laughs> Right. Two things. I like show my head up in most of my TikToks. So you're basing that off of the way my face looks. Sorry I don't have like a chiseled, like monster jaw that like is just built of muscle. Second of all, I wear like baggy (laughs) clothing most of the time. Like you have no idea what my body looks like. And I don't often show it for that reason because people make assumptions about you and Yes. Like they literally said I'm a bad dietitian for the sole fact of based on my head, I don't have the body to be giving nutrition advice. Insane. Like I went to school for five years and registered dietitian and a certified personal trainer. I because of how we look. Or Enough because of how that. you look, you're discredited. Inks I'm a woman, but we won't even get into that. Did you see my recent TikTok? <laughs> yes. I <laughs> I was hoping it got more traction. I'm like it needs to. I'm like this. Maybe I'll do edit. I'll do edit. I was like,
0: this. I am willing to have I am willing to be the person
1: to talk about this. Well, have you seen okay. like the whole nursing cap salary thing recently? Oh my same thing because of the women the field. I'm literally like, or oh, why are we not
0: capping CEOs? Why are we Thanks. not capping the billionaires? They don't need that much. Jeffrey Thanks. Bezos, he's not listening to this podcast. Jeffrey Bezos, you don't need that. You don't need to make like, I think it was 37,000 over like 17 minutes. That's what he makes.
1: Well, if they- he was a nurse, there would be no cap <laughs> on nursing or a dietitian. That also made, that's a... Yeah, we won't bring gender, gender into this right now, even though I just did totally.
0: The whole nursing thing, though, is like, uh, oh. They'll probably come for our snacks. Kappa said 25000 <laughs> thousand. Twenty. <laughs> like, you thought you were making a lot jokes on you. <laughs> uh, like, that okay. was.
1: Just... Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> those were great quotes that really set me into a spiral already. Yeah.
0: There is a history of body weight and perception of health health in class or wealth in class hundreds of years ago i history is my worst subject so like correct me if i'm wrong on any of this but way back in the day body weight was seen as a representation like having a representation of weight was seen as positive it meant like you could afford nice foods you could like you had a lot of money to afford like wine. Like it's depicted all the time in a lot of art, I know. Mm-hmm. Or like a lot of the women are of larger bodies or they're like holding like a wine chalice or like yeah. using grapes. Yeah, I can and picture that, yeah. Yeah. It used to be depicted uh, as like higher weight, more wealthy because you had more access to food, fancy foods. Come to common day. 2022, 21st century, the narrative has switched. Now thin is considered upper class, and the reason why you might be wondering why, like why, is kind of how did it switch? Because, and this is something that I want you to think about a lot. Now you, i you know, I'm talking to the people,
1: just, <laughs> um, you know, you take this in and you think about it. You've
0: you listen bad. to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, because this is something that I think when I heard it the first time, like a couple months ago, it just like blew my mind but then is now is associated with upper class because it signifies that you have the spare time to think about what you eat it signifies you have the time to prepare food you have the time to exercise and you have the funds to buy fresh whole the quotes are not processed. i'm getting rid of that fresh whole foods yeah
1: the funds people
0: don't this is not something that's thought about a lot. Having the accessibility part part of it is something yeah. I know we talk, both talk about a lot on social media. People don't have access to fresh groceries every week. That yeah. can be really expensive. People don't have access to all these like like just like even grocery shop.
1: No, I have regularly. patients who have to base their grocery trip on when they get their paycheck because they need the gas to get yes. to the grocery store. Yes.
0: They can't afford to buy all your, all the fancy products to make sure they're have they're eating the rainbow every day and that they're having the highest quality meat or their highest quality protein. They also don't always have the time. That's something I see a lot of: is people don't have the time
1: because oh. they're working multiple jobs. And I believe that families. Oh yeah, it's not an it's, excuse. Like no, it's for some not, it is, but for most people, like time is so. Just, Time is not valuable. we do not all have the same 24 hour days. I say that no. all the time. I mentioned that in my calorie deficit video. Like those 19-year-old yes. gym bros, oh you have time to go to the gym for an hour. No. Like no, there, not me, but like I have five kids and like I work two jobs. I'm a single mom. Like, no, I don't. No. Every, it's very
0: different. And time is a huge resource that people yeah. don't think about. Also, money. I feel like it's money is always a it's this whole like, don't talk about money thing. Oh,
1: we're money plays a money. huge part in this.
0: I will talk about money all day and every day. I do. You not can buy happiness, like yeah, Well like, you can don't get me started on you that. You can have a lot. No, yeah, we, we won't get into that. But yeah. it, it plays, especially in it from a nutrition standpoint, having not having to worry about what how much you're buying, not having to worry about feeding your family, not having to worry about. If you're even gonna have time to cook, or like do you have to stop by somewhere to pick up something? These are things that not everyone has, but since there is this association with them people having, I feel like it's always they call it like the it girl, the Mm -hmm. it girl on social media, or like they wake up early, they do their intentions. They have like their yoga. They do their green juice. They go to their workout class and then they go shower and then they go make breakfast. And by that time it's noon. And I'm like, you have a job, but their job is being an it girl. That is their their job. They get there. You get paid to influence. They get brand deals and stuff like that, which is not to say they're bad people. I would, no, I would love to, I would love, that. I would love that job. I would love to wake up and work and like, out. And eat I know it's hard work. It. Like
1: being a creator oh, yeah. is very tough. Like it's hard. Oh, yeah. I would love
0: that, but yeah, not everyone has the same accessibility to those types of foods. Not everyone has that type of time to spend like half their day mm-hmm. working not out. Not everyone and... wants to. Like
1: some people really like working a nine to five and having their family they get to hang out with when they get home. Yeah. Like not everyone wants to be an it girl who's spending two hours in the gym and moisturizing their entire body for two hours after they come home. Like not everyone wants that life. And so we need to say anything that like the ideal or like what everyone has to aspire to. Yeah.
0: The oh. idea. Oh, I thought Sorry. you were going to say something else.
1: No, I was just saying. <laughs>
0: yeah, it is we haven't
1: even gotten to examples of okay examples and the dangers let's get okay. to it <laughs> examples okay first one we talked about this in the bmi episode yeah. but this first example is when your doctor tells you that weight loss will solve any of your problems they just like dismiss your cough or your sore throat that you have because if you just lost weight you wouldn't have any of these issues i hear this one all the time all the time yeah. and i see it on tiktok too but like even personally with my patients i hear this all the time that's how they get into our door at weight management is because their doctor made them come simply because they saw that their BMI was a whatever number, <sighs> and they just like don't listen to them sometimes. No, like, they just like yeah, they're straight up tell them like, like lose weight. Yeah, sure. And the advice, oh, this gets me so mad. The advice that they tell them for weight loss, first of all, shouldn't even be talked about. Like they have a specialist, me or my entire clinic, they can refer to, mm-hmm. but instead this patient comes to get an antibiotic or whatever they're told to lose weight and to do that they're told to do weight watchers do have to be uh really eat 1200 calories like the doctors try to give the patients weight loss advice and it's always terrible because these primary care doctors have to know everything about every disease ever essentially to be a primary care family doctor and so of course they have terrible weight loss advice that's not their specialty or nutrition yeah. in general. Well, we don't even get into that, how doctors don't go to school for nutrition. Um, but it happens all the time, too, is then I have to, like, undo it, but they don't believe me, the dietitian, because the doctor is a higher authority, and so the doctor always knows better than the dietitian who works at weight management. But that's a me problem. It's not even a fat it'll be a problem. That's just me hating healthcare in general. <laughs>
0: yeah, it is...
1: It's infuriating. Like I had one yesterday who was like, or not yesterday, today's Monday, last week, who her doctor said to do Weight Watchers. So what are your thoughts on this? My doctor told me I should do this. And I was like, no, you're seeing a dietitian. Like, why would you ever go to do Weight Watchers? Yeah. Oh, but it's because it's the doctor would see Weight Watchers as being an easy fix to this patient's weight problem, which is the biggest problem they have according to that doctor. And so it's just an easy fix so they can move on to the next patient. And that makes patients, who said this last time too, not want to go to the doctor because they know that it'll get lectured about their weight the whole time.
0: Yeah. Which luckily I've seen that a lot of current like med students or, or, or newer doctors have kind of more of an open mind around weight, which that is good to see because I feel like we always have to preface this in every single episode we ever talk about weight. We're not telling you that like there are risks with both sides of the weight spectrum. Yeah. But also we know as dietitians, uh having higher body fat percentage comes with some risks. Yeah. But that's not equivalent to weight always. No. It's not like we said it's...
1: last time in the BMI episode, you could be a BMI of 30, but be a bodybuilder who has like 2% body fat. Yeah. So Weight is not yeah, always the indicator, yeah, let's okay,
0: <laughs> next example of fat phobia, so mm. this one's good <laughs> this is this one's so good,
1: it makes me it's so good, well, so bad, but like it's such a good point it.
0: I, it made me, it made me think of this because uh, a certain podcast we both listened to reminded me of this, um, that past drama thing we were talking about, like, oh, police yes, police. Yes. oh, yes, 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 that is why I thought about this one, but also, yeah, so an example of fat phobia is when anyone health, healthcare professional or any random person tells someone, any individual of any size not to do something even if it's in their best interest and will oh, better overall better their overall well-being not they are telling someone not to do this because they might end up gaining weight even if they might be happier if they do this thing even if they mm. their mental health might improve even if like they have something like a lot if they have like a mental health thing going on they might gain they might gain some weight yes telling someone not to do something only because it might cause them gain weight is fat phobic.
1: let's let's give the example we won't maybe name names but the example i think if, we can give we can go okay if example. you guys have heard of f factor we'll <laughs> let you do a little deep dive on that we have to yeah. do a whole series on that one yeah um but the example could be perhaps telling someone not to take like an antidepressant because it has a side effect of weight gain, even though that antidepressant could literally so positively their impact their mental health. Yes. Save their life. Yeah. Like, But because a it might be... cause weight gain, yeah, it's frowned upon. And that happens a lot. I hear that one a lot too. Patients yeah. like won't want to take any psych meds because of the side effects of weight gain, yeah. but their mental health is garbage. The entire visit, they're crying like- Yes. And we've mental talked about this terrible. where,
0: like, mental health is just as important as physical health. Oh, yeah. And I I don't even know what episode we talked about, in, They're like, I'm trying to remember what episode I don't remember. There are too many. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and we talk about a lot of similar or common themes. But even if someone is, in the best physical state of their life they're like so muscular in their body fat so low they don't have their cholesterols within normal limits like their blood sugar is stabilized but they are having i keep thinking i'm like i need to put trigger warnings for these things like trigger warning suicide so skip ahead a little bit but they could be in the best physical shape of their life and they could be on the brink of like committing suicide yes and but people will be like no at least they're thin yeah they must be doing so well because they look so well put together
1: how could they want (laughs) to commit suicide if they have hashtag body goals yeah it is oh Or it's like kind of along with this, this isn't like the whole like medication side of it as much, but like, if someone is like doing a diet and they're being quote unquote successful with it, and then being told they should keep doing that diet just because they are quote unquote successful and losing weight, but their mental health is garbage. Their relationship with food is garbage. That one I see in my comments all the time. They're like, like just yesterday, I posted a video about how obsessively counting calories is rarely helpful for people the comments were terrible it always goes to the wrong side of tiktok
0: oh so like, i was gonna say i thought it was, i was like if it's on instagram they're normally supportive
1: instagram <laughs> my instagram people i love you guys they're so nice on there. tiktok my community is great but the problem with tiktok is it goes into the feed of anybody and so yeah. tiktok decides Even
0: who sees it attract a lot of a lot of hate <laughs>
1: um but anyway yeah. i was saying how like obsessively counting your calories is a very negative thing for most people. And the comments are like, yeah, but it helped me lose weight. So that's why I do it. Like, yeah, maybe you lost weight, but like your mental health is trash. Yeah. And
0: now you potentially could have like a terrible relationship with your body, a terrible relationship with food for the rest of your life. Exactly. But you lost weight.
1: Or like in that same video, I mentioned how like weighing yourself daily is often not healthy because that yeah. is also very obsessive. And everyone's like, well, I have to know my weight or else I don't know like what foods I'm going to choose that day. I'm like, that's a big red flag. Uh, but like, I just use it as like a data point. Like, I just like have to know, I'm like, what does that tell you? Like the number on the skill shouldn't affect anything in your daily life. <laughs> It affects Again, my mood,
0: like, makes me upset. <laughs> what does Brendan
1: say? It's just a machine. What does he call it? He calls the scale like some kind of like metal machine or something.
0: He calls it it like true. robots or something. Oh, like a that.
1: robot. Yes. Yeah. Says don't trust the robots.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <sighs> okay. Imagine- anyway, yes.
0: Okay. I, Sorry.
1: You have more to say. Go ahead. Go this ahead. This is
0: not even. Real. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> imagine if a weight, co- like a scale company, like purposely skewed their. Like, you know how bad that'd be if they like made you like five pounds heavier
1: well this is another thing patients come all the time and they'll come at the end of the day where they've had three meals and not pooped all day and they'll be like oh what the heck I was six pounds less this morning on my home scale it's like your scale's broken your scale's broken I'm like first of all I don't give a shit like I don't even want to weigh you but I have to because the doctor says so um and I have to like put it in your chart but second of all it is 4 p.m you've eaten all day you've drank all day you probably haven't pooped since this morning like of course you've got six pounds of extra whatever sitting on your body yeah but every time I'm like I don't have time for that conversation every single time I'm like okay great I'll take note of that (laughs) it's infuriating so that's actually already happening with scales they're all very different but also like yeah anyway even itself, though. no we're getting off track yes okay <laughs> the next example of fat phobia is being constantly probably went over this constantly bullied in person and online for their size and even discriminated against like this one is like not even it's not, it's not even everywhere. just food it's, it's just anything. existing yes like
0: drew Wallow. Mm -hmm. she made a video there's this one creator who she's just like you know a larger body and her husband's like i think he's like says something with like weightlifting, and like she gets so much hate Mm -hmm. she gets so much hate because she's like they're like you should leave her and like oh my gosh you're putting up with this person and like a lot a lot meaner things than what i'm just saying like i am i'm saying the nice one the nicer ones of the things being said and luckily drew has taken a lot of those people down but like she can't defend them all (laughs) right and like and she's just they're just in love that's what they post they post about how they're in love and they're like super cute and like how does it affect you it it does nothing like like if (laughs) i see this joke all the time online people are like, do you even like women? Like, you know, like the types of, it's, I rarely see women, but we're not going to make, we're not going to make overarching generalizations, but it's the insecure men. (laughs) You know, if this does not apply to you because you've never done these things, so you don't have to worry about it. But to the insecure men out there, probably don't listen to our podcast because they probably don't they think would we hate anything. our podcast they probably, they probably don't think we know anything. so that like stupid girl diet women dietitians <laughs> but like these insecure men and it's spe- i'm just specifically thinking of this example but like they'll see a man like in a fitter perceiving body with a larger woman and they'll be like why'd you do that to
1: herself like, you're stooping to her level like that chick could be way out of his league. You don't even know. You don't even deserve her.
0: And like, right. why, why do you feel the need to, like, he doesn't care what you think. I promise you, he and like he does not care. Like you, he's not going to pick you. He's not going to be your friend. He's not going to like invite you over to hang out. Right. He's not going to give you, you know, his exercise judgment or whatever you, he's not going to give you, I don't even know what you want from him. Like, what do you want from
1: him? Right. I don't, I don't get it. Right, and like even if Drew like did lose weight to satisfy people's needs, like how would that benefit them? They would get nothing from that. Like it'd still be the same relationship with the same like boyfriend girlfriend doing whatever thing. Like
0: I uh, said that story weird. It was a different girl I was talking about that was in larger body, but Drew also gets a ton of hate. Drew also oh, gets so gotcha, much gotcha, hate. Gotcha, gotcha. It was a well, different yeah. girl, but like same exact thing. Like, right. like even if Drew is, did conform, they both to work your... out a ton they yes. work out so much and they're so she like deadlifts like no she hit thrusts like 300 something pounds and I'm like you could suck me in the f-. like she never <laughs> probably never would but like um she's so strong yes and it's just so annoying to me it's so annoying to me how like the automatic insult for any time any
1: it's just <laughs> an like just after bed
0: it's like I mean, dude, well, you're fat. So like
1: what do that's you know? literally
0: every time. I yes. once did I tell you once how I got a like you're fat uh hate comment and it like made no sense to me. I showed my face.
1: Like yes, that's the thing too, like with mine. <laughs> you know? oh, and I was like, I've gotten so many body like, comments. What? Yeah, like, and from, I'm like it's usually my shoulders up. Like
0: I was like, you do not want to get in a fight with me because I will make you cry, <laughs> but like why is that you're it's because i have no other argument no like you have to like
1: say something mean
0: yeah it's just so many people need to go to therapy that is my overarching recommendation for everyone if you find yourself being miserable and having to make other people miserable go to therapy
1: like you're allowed to like be sad and upset and angry sometimes, but like taking out on others is a yeah. whole other ball game. Yeah, your
0: emotions are completely valid. Like you, yeah. just why but are you? There's probably a it? reason that
1: you're being so mean, but like,
0: yeah, there's something it, Yeah, yeah, and don't take it out on others who did nothing to you.
1: Right. Who are just like posting on the internet because they like to post on the internet. Yeah, that's the thing too. It's like some accounts they don't ask for it no one deserves to be like get those comments but like i post very controversial things so i can kind of expect some terrible comments like if i was just like posting like i don't know if i was in a larger body and just posting like my outfit that day there is no need it's not controversial at all
0: and the comments are awful it's always like giving unsolicited health advice or being like Just being a calorie deficit do. or like one of the ones that makes me most mad is people are like you should wear clothes that like better like um
1: better Fit their shape or something yes like they yes. like
0: except like fits your body type better
1: or you like look the, better if you were like bell like, a, like or like yeah A-line. a line
0: like something like that and then i'm like like just let people live their lives
1: right like like who cares yeah like if i or if that person wants to wear some low-rise skinny jeans let them wear some low-rise skinny jeans like chill out
0: yeah the internet makes me upset but then again i know there's a lot of nice people on there There are a lot of nice people it's just unfortunately i feel like there's just a lot the people that post the hate are much more confident at what they post and the nice people just like the video and move on with their life because that's what what you should do and I feel
1: like we're exposed to it a lot because we do talk about this kind of stuff and it's very controversial well it shouldn't be but it is yeah
0: let's move on to the next one I put this one on and I want to hear your opinion because this is like I feel like this is a controversial opinion and I don't even know if like I'm just being like sensitive or like what it is so examples of fat phobia pitch perfect you probably have heard of it at some point it's a trilogy about acapella acapella women's group great yeah there's a character called fat amy and that always calling her fat amy made me so uncomfortable it made me so uncomfortable i'm like you would never you never i've never heard of a character called like thin lucy thin molly thin like lucy like that's i've never heard of that but like fat amy that was her name why couldn't we just call her amy right like i don't i i want to hear your opinions on this because like i janelle as you know i'm very opinionated and i can't tell if like i'm just being like overly sensitive about it or like overly hyper aware about it or it's like actually like weird
1: I think that the reason I feel uncomfortable has changed like when I had heard that name in the past I was uncomfortable but I think it's because I thought that fat was bad and so back then I hated that whole name of fat Amy because I was like oh it's bringing attention to a really bad thing I don't like conflict Let's just like not even talk about it but now I don't like it because it's like discriminating her for being in a bigger body, even though she could be living a very healthy life and all those things you just talked about. And so I think the reason why that makes someone uncomfortable is important to note. And I think my reasons I've always not liked it either. I think the reason why has adjusted as I've like changed my views on all this.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. Like, I would never call any of my I know it's like fictional it's like not real I know that oh <laughs>
1: here comes fat Hannah like
0: <laughs> no no but like there are young
1: girls
0: I, I say girls because <clears throat> excuse me those tend to be more susceptible those they tend <laughs> to be more susceptible to like body oh. image issues and stuff like yeah. not to say the guys aren't there are mental oh. health in men and like boys is not talked enough about especially with eating disorders and stuff like that yes but right now i'm focusing on like that amy there are probably young girls that watch that and they're like i don't know if they were trying to like i don't i don't know what the purpose was around i mean it, it was
1: in the era where like i mean it's always been like things best but like that i feel like, like there extreme. were like
0: fat phobic jokes in the pitch perfect movies i don't oh. I didn't listen yeah. to the. I didn't watch them frequently because after the first one, like, kind of the jokes were a bit like too, too edgy for my preference. Um, yeah, but it was just like weird to me because I, I want to see a character that let's name let's see medium sized Susie. <laughs> like we're gonna
1: say all these things like. Let's start naming everyone. <laughs> Let's just like call by their pant sizes. why don't we get size 14 Kathy out here and see what she can offer? So bad. That's how like modeling is right. Like you have to like fit in a certain oh size gosh. or modeling. We should do a modeling episode. We should do a modeling episode. Not that we have an it experience is. in modeling. At least I don't. Do you? <laughs> no. Okay. I was like, do you have like a secret life as a model? I don't know about. We've never talked about it. I,
0: I love watching modeling drama videos so I love that (laughs) Um, that's how I get my education (laughs) (laughs) my exposure but yeah I feel like it's just like unnecessary overall to like even put that label there yes
1: yeah okay our last example even though there's thousands more we haven't even like thought of or put on here this one I see a lot too as someone who does have pediatric patients oof oof okay um just the whole idea of putting a kid on a diet that's that's the problem <laughs> <And> <laughs> that's it that's, that's that's I I hate hate seeing pediatric patients because I work in weight management and it's expected of me to put that patient on like a diet give them a calorie goal tell them what to do i don't i no I can't like I cannot do that
0: I I I feel like it's ethically wrong yeah to and I actually had scratch that because that's gonna it's gonna indicate what patient I'm talking about Uh I've had experiences (laughs) where I've had conversations with parents about wanting to put they always ask me are you familiar with the latest fad? They don't say fad diets, but I translate it in my head to fad diets. Are you like, do you have experience with putting, like doing calorie counting? Do you experience with these things? I'm like, yes, I do. But your child is in one of the most important, like from age zero, once you come of that womb to like 22, I would say, you're a huge period, like that's a huge growth period that is setting yes. you up for essentially the rest of your life and what's going to happen yes. with your body what you're
1: exposed to what you like learn and gather. Like that's yeah your base.
0: Yeah. And also teenagers and adolescents are in some of the highest risk for eating disorder. I will never put a child on a restrictive diet. Oh, I—the biggest thing I would do is be like, let's eat more vegetables and fruit, or like let's increase physical activity. Let's try to get some movement, in. like things like that. That were just that's like, what I do with my
1: patients. Yes, yeah,
0: like you can do it. That's applicable for the rest of your life. Yeah. It's not like it's just trying to get like, typically just trying to include more variety and movement. Um, but no. No, 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 no. I've and oftentimes, oftentimes it is the parents have a history of disordered eating, it's always, the and parents. they are projecting onto their child. It's
1: always the parents. Which like, I'm like, let's. I'll see you both, and we can work. It. Oh, it's so bad. Oh, like it's basically a fight between the dietitian, the kid, and the parent. Like everyone's just that so is hostile. that is
0: another thing that I don't think we've ever talked about. But like, just we do not learn how to i i the only reason i have mediation skills is because i was an ra we do not have mediation skills with parents and their children it's
1: so bad i hate it
0: there are no like anything is in the realm like it's so
1: no i've had a parent or a kid like cuss out their parent like right in front of me like just like start yelling at them and like cussing at them and you're just like just eat some veggies please like i don't know (laughs) what to do in the situation oh it's so bad I do not like seeing kids.
0: I like seeing kids, not for, not for weight, loss.
1: not for weight management. I'm also like not a parent. So I don't know what kids like. So I'm super awkward with like six year olds. I'm like, what phase of life are you in? Like, <laughs> are you like making dinners yet? Like, where are we? In life? I,
0: I didn't tell you this, but people who I find this funny, I had a, like a, I don't even think they are in elementary school yet like sound like they had food sensitivities and the kid I I have a dietitian voice I have a lot of also dietitian lingo I speak in a very specific way when I'm talking to patients that is not how I normally speak that's just like how it's like almost like customer service voice but it's like transitioned into like professional dietitian voice. Yes. And I say absolutely a lot it's just like something with active learn like That like active listening, Uh I've like integrated. I was like, (laughs) I was was like, I was like, I'm very challenged right there. (laughs) But it's something that I just include a lot in how I talk. Mm -hmm. And halfway through the session, the kids like, you say absolutely so much. (laughs) I was just like sitting there. I'm like,
1: (gasps) they're so honest
0: they're they're brutal you <laughs> know I was like luckily it was like actually it wasn't like it was that mean it wasn't mean it was just I was like shell shocked because no parent also like asking this is we're going off track but now that we're talking about it the way you ask questions is so different yeah like I can't say like bowel movements I can't <laughs> say things like how are your puppies? Uh, yeah <laughs> that like yes. like fatigue can't say it really things like that Yeah, uh, appetite that's kind of hard even to like mental health uh, like you can't like, just no, say like, like how's your mental health yeah and i'm like how are your stress levels as i ask like a five-year-old <laughs> and they're like
1: did you break any crayons today <laughs> tell me that
0: yeah it's just wild it's- the difference which make right, co- makes me appreciate like pediatric like oh specialties. Me too. You gotta speak in a certain way. It takes us con- a special person
1: to feel. You're so right leader. though Like I have a completely different like dietitian voice. Like I close that exam room door <laughs> and I'm like a totally different person.
0: Yeah. I the closest I came to realizing it was I actually gave some like I did some educations with my family, but I don't talk to them in my dietitian voice but I use the same phrasing because I was doing like similar education. And yeah. I'm like, why do you sound so like dead and unenthusiastic? <laughs> and I was like, I just can't, I can't summon that voice with you. Like, yeah, it's
1: a- Oh my gosh. I feel like so peppy. It's disgusting. I'm exhausted <laughs> when I get home. I'm talking like this for like eight, nine hours. Oh, it's so exhausting. And like, I'm a cheerleader all day long, which I love to do but it is a very exhausting. Yeah. Okay. Once again, we got a topic. <laughs> I feel like we're so long. We're so good news. This episode. That was, I know we've been recording forever. That was the last example we have. So now we're yes. going to get into <laughs> the dangers of fat phobia and that we've gone through examples. Yes. Um, Emily, I feel like you had a I, very special I way have, of going over this first one. So I would yes. take it away. Yes. So
0: issues with fat phobia it is more intense towards women and maybe you're like emily you're just saying men are awful no no <laughs> i got the evidence i'm sure you've heard of the dad bod and it is like people like i i don't even know what's a check which i don't really hear this as often anymore but people are like would you prefer someone like who is ripped or would you prefer someone with a dad bod and like it's a guy who like is a little fluffier isn't like and just like that's it they're just like a little bigger yeah. but it's like very kind of normalized and in some like oftentimes people are like oh yeah i prefer dad bods no women cannot have the same things
1: i know you've heard that podcast snippet of the guy who said his wife has to like get in shape after having a kid we have not talked about this i yet. have
0: so many opinions about men who's like make
1: expectations for their wives i have well, he's not even married he's probably some no, simple dude living in his mom's house like he's not no, he married. is they confirm that no, oh, no no no. they
0: confirmed he was like they did that episode like in like his mom's living room or something like that
1: oh he's not married okay okay no gotcha. no, 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 no no but like
0: he's living with his mom
1: he's not getting a wife that's the way he's gonna treat her no like the thing this like goes back to what we were saying oh. before. like when you say things like this do
0: you expect people to be attracted to you
1: like, like do you, you expect women like-, like flocking towards you for like being oh the motivator? he's, he's gonna fierce- be my rock when i have a baby making yeah. sure that i'm getting back he- into the gym yeah like there's,
0: there's this one girl, I don't know her name, but like, she like totally ruins these people, like talking about, like, are you going to, are you supporting her? Like, are you also taking care of the kid? Like, are you giving her the time and space? Like, is she's like all those, like the, like a lot of the accessibility things we've talked about, like having to like time, whatever it is, but no, the perceptions of what a woman should look like, there's like the ideal body type is always changing but currently it's like thin super thin waist breast size I don't know where it's at right now I
1: can't give up that one I think yeah that, one, that one alternates
0: um, yeah but then like also like wide hips yes. or like wider hips but like tone body like everything has to be small oh yeah but it's like you still have to be curvy but if you have a I've seen so many videos where they're not even that, and they're not even big. Like the like girls or the women aren't big.
1: Just normal, not even normal. It's the wrong word, but just like mid sized women.
0: Yes, miss. That's a good term to call it, like mid sized, and they get hated on for how they look, and they're like, maybe you should skip a meal, like, oh, because they're not <laughs> stick thin. No, because they're not like looking like a victorious supermodel who a lot of his genetics a lot of it is they have access to top personal trainers a lot of it is like they have access in time to like those like more nutrient dense foods they don't have and a lot of them have disordered eating <laughs> yeah a lot of them have really bad relationships with food but like it's just there is a huge double standard essentially that's like what it is is just kind oh. of both like all people can experience fat phobia everyone can experience it yeah but there's a dis there is a discrepancy
1: yes we could not talk about this topic without bringing up gender or like race those both no, play a role we <laughs> which is our i'm next glad one. We,
0: i'm glad we talked about because i feel like people don't talk about these things it's like no. You know how people are always like, don't bring up politics and don't bring up religion. It's like people don't want to talk about race. Well, guess what? We this is a few me. If you've made it this far along, you know we will talk about the racial inequities in healthcare and life. Yeah, and...
1: that's something I've been like learning along the way too. Like, there's been this whole movement. I don't know how to put it in the right words. Like the anti-diet movement and how, I'm going to put this in the wrong words. I don't even know if I want to say it because I'm just going to like not give it justice. Say it and then
0: we could take it out. Okay. Yes.
1: (laughs) It's what your RDPFF is all about right now. How like, like white women are like dominating the anti-diet movement, but not even talking about the discrepancy or like the problems with, Like race, and the reason why we even have a diet culture to begin with.
0: Yes. And this is something that I also, we can feel free to take this out, but it's something that I'm more familiar with. And I feel like it's because I am a partial person of color. But there are specific individuals or a specific type of individuals that experience some type of discrimination, but then they also have privilege. And white women is one of those where. In the totem pole of race, white people are at the top and but then, in the total pole of like gender and like sex, men are at the top, so like kind of the people that fall between these like they're kind of in two different things are like black men and white women. Those are like the two yeah. like more common ones I've like seen a lot of discussions about, and yeah. it is a real issue because. The anti-diet space is 100 percent dominated by white women. Yeah. But I have yet to see like any talk about the racial issues in dietetics or diet culture.
1: Which needs to be addressed so badly.
0: Yes. Like I see like all these like um I guess I kind of count because I'm half white. So (laughs) but I see all these like dietitians of color talk about it but they're not they don't get as many followers because they're not like what I don't know what the perceived is like the ideal and I don't even know if like that's right at all what I just said but like and from a sense of like a health guru like they might not be as I guess I don't even know if it's that maybe it's just like white privilege it might just be white privilege <laughs> it
1: might just be it it's, yeah it could just be as simple as that like yeah they just get more followers like just because they have um, white privilege it's so and that's something that isn't just in
0: dietetics it's on like social media oh where it is I follow a bunch of like um POC creators and they Like so many of them aren't verified and they have millions of followers. But like there are, I've seen a lot of mediocre, mediocre people, mediocre white people that just exist, don't really do much. And they like gain millions of followers by doing sometimes nothing. Like sometimes literally just like lip syncing. We've talked about this, like just like standing there and being, And this is something I put in here standing there and being conventionally
1: attractive. Oh, I would say this if I was like conventionally super hot, can you imagine the followers? You'd have so many followers. (laughs) Like, not to say like it's not like you're not attractive. I don't think I'm not. Yeah, I'm. It's like, but it's not
0: you don't, if you don't fit the like cookie cutter yes conventionally attractive appearance yes which is like thin white blonde girl i feel like that's like sometimes yeah. not sometimes i throw <laughs> in there, but yeah it, it ain't the gingers
1: i'll tell you that <laughs> we are not the standard <laughs> we're a special yeah. breed
0: but I feel like we, like, started talking about this next bullet point, but didn't actually, like, the reason we talked about all these things is because higher weight people of color face both stigma, stigmatization around their weight and what they look like based off their race. And this is seen in, like, the wage gap, this is seen in medical discrimination, and so many, like, aspects of life.
1: But, well, like, it doesn't like, be talked about. It just, like, no. happens and then, like, nothing comes
0: No back. one wants to have a discussion about it. Or, like, people do have discussions about it and um, people don't want to talk about it. Because yes, it's easier Because everyone's, just like, avoid. just
1: split in the middle. And, like, everyone... This is something, too. Not even, like, necessarily to this point, but it proves this point. People are so stuck in their ways. Like, I will... If someone comments on my TikTok something that is just like not what I agree with or it's just straight up wrong it's not even that it's my opinion it's just infactual like canola oil is bad or whatever if you try to convince them otherwise they, they will never change their mind that's why There's, it's not ever worth fighting yeah, with someone on TikTok no. or any social media.
0: oh my gosh yeah that saved me a lot of time honestly when I like texted you about it yes
1: never <laughs> change their me. mind
0: no and then it's like why are we not like it's okay to be wrong That's something that that's how we grow. Like, I, my opinions 10 years ago probably some would be seen as like problematic in some senses. And I, we just talked
1: about this. Like, yeah, we may have viewed fat phobia completely different 10 years ago.
0: Yeah. This, this podcast episode would not be like how it was now. It would be so different. Even,
1: I think even like two years ago, my views were probably completely different than they are now. Oh. Before I I became a dietitian. Once I became a dietitian, I like completely flipped my views around. It was kind of a weird, like turn of events. Like all of a sudden,
0: it's just so different when you're like in it.
1: I think that's it. Like when you're in college becoming a dietitian, it's not talked about at all.
0: No, they don't. They don't talk about fat phobia. They don't talk about the racial inequities. They don't talk about like
1: diet culture, disordered eating that much. We talk about like the clinical side of like disordered eating and eating disorders and like what to do to make sure someone get like grief eating syndrome. Yeah. We don't talk about like, who's at risk of that? Why were they at risk of that? Does their past family trauma cause that? How do we treat that? Should they see a therapist? Like we don't learn any of that. And so you don't see it until you're in it. Yeah. And now that we're in it, it's like, what do we do about it? Besides yeah. trying to raise awareness, talk about it and be a good yeah. Dietitian. one of the
0: things I will note that I do not want to do is I do not want to rewrite the dietetics curriculum that is not an ambition of mine because I was like that'd be something that'd be good if like I was teaching like dietetic students
1: yeah but the problem is that, that the academy is just white women who don't see the problem and so it's going to always stay the same
0: I, know. I looked at the candidates I was like <laughs> 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 ah! <laughs> the thing is like I don't like, I have no desire to be on that board or anything like that. Exactly. But like, I, I know like we need more representation.
1: But like but the people just, who understand this stuff and like want to make the change, like want the change to happen, don't want that kind of position because no. it's just like not in our wheelhouse.
0: No, I'd much rather just be like talking on like a podcast about these things. And
1: yes. and that's that's like what you're good at like maybe it wouldn't even be beneficial for you to serve in that position yeah but it would just be great if someone would be good at that I don't know I don't know why it happens the way it happens I don't know why it's always the same general group of people who are I'm
0: hoping that as like the types of dietitians and the generations of dietitian changes we see some more representation
1: some more men too like even at like where I work I just think about like having some men would be so great <laughs> like
0: I like yeah it's, talk
1: to like we just need diversity in like every aspect
0: yeah yeah okay we gotta keep going <laughs> oh my gosh we're this at like gonna two be, hours. it's gonna be like our <laughs> longest one
1: it's like episode two all over again
0: <laughs> we I didn't realize we talked so much about this but we don't We've to gotten say. really good at
1: being quick and to the point. And yeah, this one was case. just
0: no. <laughs> a it's a long time coming. Um, the next danger with fat phobia is that weight stigma is associated with higher levels of anxiety. Oh, I just skipped something. That's okay. We'll get to that. <laughs> next slide is oh, this is this is. We're gonna talk about this for a whole time too. Let's think of like
1: a two-part episode, maybe. Yeah.
0: yeah, let's cut it in half and maybe we'll just do two bonus questions. Or should we just like
1: let's just like end it thin privilege and then we can like go back and like add oh, your to purposes? say okay. Yeah,
0: okay, perfect. Yeah, I we'll think so this continue. should definitely be two things. The intro's yeah. gonna be a little weird then. Or we'll add like, a, we'll add a thing at the end in our outro. We'll be like, we realized we recorded this for so long. So we're making it two parts. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, The next bullet point, next danger is pointing out that someone put on a couple of pounds or saying like, maybe you shouldn't be eating that
1: doesn't help anyone. No, we keep saying this. Like, what do you get from telling someone what they should or shouldn't be doing with their body?
0: You, like, maybe there are good intentions. Like, maybe you're genuinely concerned about their health. But, like, trust us, diet culture, and today's society with the fat phobia intricated into itself, they know. Like, they already probably feel awful about themselves already like you don't have to add on top of it it's not and even if they are like happy with themselves like why are you trying to say something you're implying that something is wrong with their weight or something is wrong with the things that they're eating and they need to change that is not in your wheelhouse no
1: like the only ones should be commenting on their body it shouldn't even be the healthcare providers there should be there's a spectrum of how much we should even be saying as like dietitians yeah. I would never tell someone, oh, you shouldn't be eating brownies because that'll make you gain weight. No, but especially no. like if I was like a friend, like I would never tell Emily that. But like no. even as like a healthcare provider, even then you shouldn't even be saying things like that.
0: No. And it like it, the only really way I could see this conversation like around that is maybe like if you highlight. Like- lipid levels or like you there's like a lot of lab values that are off that like could be associated with like high body fat composition be like oh maybe we should refer you to a dietitian and we can try incorporating more lifestyle changes to lower these lab values or like change these things but not just explicitly saying like you need to lose weight because it's not just like maybe they'll lose fat no, maybe they'll lose muscle mass. We don't want that. Then they're gonna get sarcopenia, and <laughs> that's gonna be like an issue. Like
1: sarcopenia. <laughs> yeah, it's just don't ever comment on people's bodies. That's the bottom line here. No, it's... it does not affect you in any way.
0: No, nothing, nothing good ever comes out of it.
1: No, and like, like Emily said, they probably know. Like, if <laughs> they, they already
0: they're aware. Have, they probably have like either self-deprecating thoughts or like feelings of guilt after what they're eating or like,
1: or they're confident and they know that they're allowed, like in my instance, like if I'm eating a meal, that's not the most nutritious. I know that most of the time I usually do. And so if I have pizza and you don't think that's something I should be having, I don't give an F if you don't like me eating pizza because I'm confident in my choices. And that's only one thing that you saw me eating.
0: Yeah. So yes, they either
1: already feel bad about themselves and you're not helping or It doesn't matter because they're already, they're allowed to eat that. It's not going to affect them in any way. Or you. (sighs) Okay. Yes. Okay. Let's do the last one. Oh my gosh. Okay. Weight stigma is associated with higher levels of anxiety, depression, poor body image, and poor self-esteem. It's kind of like that with that last one a little bit. Um, People who have been told their whole life that their body is bad or wrong or maybe they don't fit into plane seats or benches or whatever that experience fat in whatever way or weight stigma in whatever way that can lead to higher levels of anxiety depression poor body image all of that yeah like their mental health isn't good right. and
0: i don't know
1: it's just it. I it's infuriating I'm like my blood is boiling today
0: yeah it just is so and it's so frustrating to like try to tell people like why and like and I know we talked about this on the opposite side of the spectrum like complimenting weight loss <laughs> that messed me up <laughs> but it's like this there's just don't just don't Comment people's bodies, like that's it. Like say, like you can compliment them in other ways. Like, your us. I love your energy. Like being around you makes you me happy. Like I love your confidence. Like. And that's not even like, make sure it doesn't come off passive aggressive though. Cause I, I know that's a whole thing, but like
1: your energy is so good today.
0: <laughs> like, I wish I like the, like backhanded compliments. Like, I wish I had your, your confidence to wear Ugh. that. Like, don't say things like that. No, like, wait, obviously make not. <laughs> like, make it genuine, but there's just ways we can go about this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So Which, let's, let's get into that.
0: Yeah, let's get into, this is technically also, Hannah, I'm thinking we should just, um, we should upload thin privilege and then fat phobia the next week because they go so closely together. We'll just kind of move it around. But um, let's talk about ways we can fight, this is fat phobia. I just added that on because it was a combo, but how to fight fat phobia. Number one, and this also is very closely associated with diet culture, I think how we kind of combat that, drop the diet talk. Yeah. We don't need to talk about, we don't need to constantly be talking about what diet we're going on. We don't need to constantly be talking about diet starts on Monday. We don't need to talk, be constantly talking about kind of how we're, we're going to compensate for what we just ate, or how we're going to earn our food with exercise, how we're going to burn off brunch, all those things we don't need to talk about.
1: That's, like, that's so boring.
0: <laughs> and also, like, no one's having a good time
1: talking about that. No, talk about like, more important things like what are your dreams like what yeah. what do you like what did you do on? today that like, made you
0: happy like yes. what are you doing for yourself that makes you happy
1: how did that brunch make you feel like was it really good
0: yeah probably what did you eat at it?
1: like did you get bottomless mimosas cool you should have because they're amazing yeah oh okay yes another way to fight that phobia is <laughs> this one you guys <laughs> probably <laughs> got the hint you didn't get it <laughs> I'm going to say it very, very clearly. So listen up. Don't comment on other people's bodies. It doesn't help anybody. They've been in that body their whole life. They're well aware of what it looks like, what it's capable of and what it's doing. Whatever you have to say does not matter. Or affect that body like,
0: Mm
1: -mm. oh, whatever. Okay. That's that one. You guys already knew that.
0: Yeah. Next one. Kind of, we already talked about, but keep that unsolicited health advice to
1: yourself. For me, it's the calorie deficit thing right now. Like every single video, <laughs> <a> really. True- <laughs> the word calorie deficit will never be the same to me. I know it's like a metabolic processes or whatever, but like now it's like it's like a diet basically. Calorie deficit is a new diet to me, and I just cannot handle it. Uh-huh. Everyone just says to everybody on TikTok, just being a calorie deficit, just be in a calorie deficit. Like, no. There's a, I have a whole 15-minute video on why it's <laughs> terrible advice. I
0: won't make this go on for we'll 15 link minutes. It so you can go listen to there. But,
1: but like, it help anybody. There's a million reasons why that is not going to help somebody. No. Any health advice you have is also probably wrong because you're yeah, not a dietitian is, or a doctor. Like, you're not a health yeah. professional. Like, you're an accountant in your 50s who's never at once actually learned about nutrition. You have no right to making health advice. And I actually mean accountant, not the the slang for what an accountant sometimes Oh be. yeah. <laughs> Either one of those though shouldn't be talking about health advice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next one is to speak up if you can just like Emily and I are very passionately talking about this today. Um at whatever level you can talk about it. Like if you run for president that's great if you have your own little podcast i would
0: die if a president great. talked about diet culture like
1: i get my vote
0: i'd be like oh my gosh, yes let's talk let's take down the diet industry yes <laughs> um it should be a priority I, yeah um but something that maybe if you don't want to be president, or maybe if you don't want to make a podcast, something else is easy you can do. I actually was talking to one of my friends and she was saying how she was talking, two of her friends were like super into keto and like they were doing keto for whatever reason. And their third friend of the friend group was like, not very like, very like strongly opinionated she was like kind of like go with whatever or whatnot and she was like talking to my friend and she was like maybe I'll do keto because like these other two are doing it and they're like loving it and super vocal about it and my friend was actually like she because she listens to our podcast she was like did you know keto does this, this and this and this, like you like, don't do that. Like it's for like whatever reasons, like, I think it was weight loss. Like don't do it for a weight loss goal, essentially. Like it can be like, even something like that, like just speaking up in conversations with like your friends, families, like this is how we get the conversation going. Like I always, I think we've talked about this, but I feel good about Kind of, because we dietitians can talk about it all day, but if no one else outside of dietitians is going to talk about it, nothing's going to get done.
1: Yes, that's so true. It's
0: like as soon as whoever it is like starts bringing it more and like, or like even confronting it in everyday conversation, that's yes. when change is going to happen.
1: Yeah, because everyone knows that we hate it, but now it's like a yeah. matter of like getting that all yeah. upward. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Okay. Um, Last one, or not last one, second to last one, I've kind of mentioned some personal ways I've done this, but audit your life and like check yourself. Because like I said, two years ago, I had probably done some things that were fat phobic. And like back then, I didn't realize that they were. Or like, I hadn't even like thought about how fat phobia, how it affected others. I was just worried about myself and like whatever life I was living and hadn't thought about how anyone else is struggling. Yeah and, and so again like you're not wrong if you've never thought of that it's just maybe you've never had to worry about it
0: yeah so and now is just, like a good time to reflect on and kind of reflect on thin privilege reflect on like that phobia like how can i better myself around these to make a more inclusive kind of safe environment for others
1: yeah exactly the
0: last point of how we can fight fat phobia is don't assume that fat people are failed thin people
1: i love that one
0: that does not i don't know if i need to add anything to it <laughs> like i feel like it just speaks for like if you see someone in a larger body that does not mean that they like are a failure of a person
1: yes <laughs> I, I just, like, I'm thinking of, like, TikTok Cause all I could think about in this episode because I'm just, like, so That's drenched I, in, yeah. like, these things. I see them all the time. Yeah,
0: it is. Scary time on there. So
1: I, That's a really good one. I really like that one. Like, yeah. they're not, yeah, nope. Doesn't need to be even, or, like, continue to be explained. That it says it all.
0: So. Woo! hope you enjoyed today's episode we'll let you know it was originally recorded as one but here we are (laughs) so two hours later yeah we hope you enjoyed part two of our thin privilege fat phobia series
1: (laughs) yeah um are we doing a bonus question
0: i feel like we should do a bonus question this one was too intense.
1: Be. Let's get an easier one. Yeah. This one I could rant for like another thirty minutes. We <laughs> don't need that today. Oh, Sid just ripped one. <laughs> They're so bad. Vinny Phineas. <laughs> is. This is not the time. Okay. Bonus questions. Let's do the Starburst one that Andy oh, yeah, just yeah. like freaking <laughs> ignored went haywire about yeah okay best starburst flavor that one should be easy okay time for the bonus question nice easy one today nice and simple since we probably just like if you're i'm exhausted I'm talking about all that like i just feel so fired up i to that yeah um so anyway final or bonus question is what is the best starburst flavor this one can't be that controversial there's only four of them
0: I'm Emily sure I have a
1: controversial oh boy thing. okay is it yellow it's yellow <laughs> how did I just know <laughs> when you said controversial I knew it was yellow because that's the worst one I love yellow stark. <laughs> I, I have to say I love lemon stuff so it's, it's good I like, love, I like lemon it's
0: so good to me I next one is red after that like deep. What, where do
1: you put pink is that third or fourth third
0: I hate orange
1: I love I, orange
0: I that's why I love eating starburst with other people <laughs> no one wants yellow <laughs> and I'm like I'll take them all I just like I don't know I I don't eat a lot of lemon things it's just they're so I don't want to say they're not refreshing
1: <laughs> they're like, kind of rather like juicy a little bit yeah I like the citrus um well you probably could have assumed this but Ross like Lemon and like the other ones (laughs) I'm realizing that everyone I like am friends with like have similarities to my husband I think I just like know who I like and those are my friends (laughs) and then I like married one of them that was the dude (laughs) so if I was into women I probably would have married one of my like lady friends because that's like what I'm into I guess um (laughs) <laughs> mine is pink I have like the stereotypical like the pink is the best that's like yeah that's what it is good has, I think it's so good but I like I like the lemon I like them all besides the red honestly for me red's the last oh. one obviously I eat the reds but
0: right right right, right. they're just not yeah. the best yeah right. I also don't like orange flavored things so I, I love orange. that's a me problem <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah it is it's pink strawberry. I don't even know what flavor that so. is.
0: And I'm okay. pretty sure red is cherry.
1: I got um Ross Love Starver, some like chewy fruity things. So I got him like these <laughs> ones from the UK before, of course. Oh yeah, you do, don't you? Um I okay. got him these ones from the UK and they had like black currant currant, black currant. Someone from the UK oh. This is the podcast. Please tell me how I would just say that. Um a couple other flavors that like just like not really like very typical American they're pretty good I got them on Amazon or something I think
0: oh cool I never think to order food off Amazon
1: I think I was like really desperate for like a gift and so I was like looking for Uh, random like candies (laughs) I'm the worst gift giver in the world I hate giving gifts because I never know what to give I also hate receiving gifts because I don't like giving gifts and then I feel guilty Um. about receiving gifts yeah so if you want to give me a gift, just spend time with me. That's why I like quality time. is my love language.
0: Yeah.
1: That's all I need. <laughs> Ooh, that could be a bonus question. What's your love language? I'm writing that down. Ooh,
0: yeah. Now you guys all
1: know mine. So that will be an easy yeah, one too. Be- <laughs> love language. That well,
0: well have you ever heard there's like ways you give love and there's like, lives you like ways you oh, like to receive love. Okay. So that we can talk about too. that. Because mine are very
1: different. I don't know. I'll think about that now because I wonder how I give love. I feel like it's probably the same that I want to receive it. I don't know. I'll think about that for that episode. Cool.
0: Yeah. <laughs> do a quiz on it or
1: something. Yes, I should. Cool. Also, I'll ask you some more out when we're done. Okay. <laughs> this needs to be done.
0: Yeah. We need to end this. Yes. We've held you against your will long enough. <laughs> we'll let you be free to do whatever it is you want to do now with your life. I'll hopefully, fight fat phobia.
1: Yeah. That join the fight, <laughs> the fight. Yeah. okay thank you guys so much cool. for listening to part two of this episode it ended up being a two-parter um and we will see you guys next week yeah have a good rest of your day Bye. Bye. <laughs> right. Bye. thank you so much for tuning in on this episode of the upbeat dietitians with your host emily krause and hannah thompson
0: we appreciate you all so much for continuing to support us in order to support us and sustain the success of this podcast, please subscribe
1: and leave a rating and review. If you'd like to provide us feedback for future episodes and guest stars, follow us on Instagram at the upbeat dietitians. Lastly, you can show us
0: support by providing a monthly donation using the link at the end of our bio. Once again,
1: thank you so much for listening today and stay tuned next Wednesday for a new episode. Until then, we hope you have a wonderful rest of your week.